Thank you for listening to the podcast of John Thiel Maasbach. We hope it inspires you and pray this message will bless you. My dear friends, I'm so happy that we can go to a wonderful story about a great miracle in the Bible. And I love to speak about miracles because I believe in miracles. We serve a God of miracles. I live a life of miracles. And God does so many miracles. I see them all around us. And, you know, if you would take the miracles out of the Bible, you would have a very thin book left over because the Bible is a book full of miracles. And, you know, to live this wonderful life as a child of God is a whole big miracle. I mean, I believe in miracles. I believe in all kinds of miracles. The greatest miracle of all, of course, being the salvation of man, receiving forgiveness of all your sins, no matter if you have a lifetime full of sin, one drop of blood of Jesus can cleanse you and make you whole and holy and acceptable before God. And that happens in one instant. I tell you, is that a miracle? That is a great miracle. And what an impact that miracle has. It changes your life completely. But let's go to a wonderful miracle of healing, because I believe in healing for today. Healing, we don't find any proof in the Bible that healing was only for those days in the Bible, that it was for those days that the apostles were alive or that Jesus was walking on this earth. We see that miracles of healing are also for today. And uh, I want to encourage you to believe for a miracle of healing for your life. If you need healing, then let's believe as I finish in prayer later on that God will heal you in this broadcast. And I'm going to pray. The prayer of faith, a powerful prayer of healing for your life, but not only for your body, also a healing for your heart or your troubled mind or even deliverance of demonic activity in your life. Oh, in the name of Jesus, it will be so today. Let's go to Luke chapter 5, and we will read from verse 12 all the way to 16. And while Jesus was in one of the towns, a man came along who was covered with leprosy. And when he saw Jesus, he fell with his face to the ground and begged him, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. And Jesus reached out his hand and touched the man. I am willing, he said, be clean. And immediately the leprosy left him. And then Jesus ordered him, don't tell anyone, but go show yourself to the priest and offer the sacrifices that Moses commanded for your cleansing, and as a testimony to them. Yet the news about him spread all the more, so that the crowds of people came to hear him and to be healed of their sicknesses. But Jesus often withdrew to lonely places and prayed. What a powerful story. I mean, here is this man that comes to Jesus. That's already a miracle because, you know, It was commanded that those that had leprosy, when they saw other people, they had to run away and they had to stay on the outside that they would not endanger other people, that they would also get leprosy. And of course, if you think of Jesus being the Holy One, the Son of God in the flesh, God in the flesh, then that he would stretch out his hand to touch someone who is unclean. I mean, you could never believe that that was possible. But, you know, we find it here. And what a wonderful 
encouragement it is for you and me today that no matter in what situation we are, in sickness, in sin, in filth, in darkness, in the powers of darkness, the hand of God even stretches himself out today to touch us and to pull us out of that darkness and out of that whatever we are caught in. But you know, this man came, he cried out and begged and shouted. He said, Lord, if you will, I know you can. You can, but are you willing? Oh, we find some important lessons here for today. You know, the man believed and he was convinced that Jesus could heal him, but he did not have the assurance that Jesus wanted to heal him. And you know, this is the place where our faith many times comes into problems between the can and the will. I mean, we believe he can, but does he also will it? And many times we have a difficulty to believe that he wills, that he wants to heal us, but we don't have such difficulty to believe that he can. So many of us, we believe that he can. I mean, we believe that he has performed miracles in the past. We believe that he created the earth and everything that is upon it. We believe the miracles that we read in the Bible of the pillar of cloud and, well, you know, so many miracles that are there. And we believe that the miracles are coming, that Jesus will return, that we will go to heaven, that we will have a new body, that we will be there with him forever and ever. We believe in those miracles. But many times in our situation today, we are doubting and we don't know for sure, does he really want to heal us today? And does he want to do it? Does he want to do it now? Does he want to do it for me? These are all questions that can bring doubts to us, and these doubts cause us not to receive. You know, I can understand why these doubts are here, because many times people, they even get it preached from the pulpit. They get preached from the pulpit that there are all these obstacles and that you cannot have the assurance that God wills it, that he would want to heal you and want to do it today. Let's look into some of these thoughts. And today, I want to talk about some of these thoughts that are not just thoughts that came out of my mind. No, these are actual things people said to me that were an obstacle for them to receive healing. Like this one person, he came to me and he needed healing. So terribly sick he was and he needed healing. But he says, well, you know, Brother John, God is just too busy too busy. He said, I'm not angry at God that I'm not healed today uh, or that I have not been healed up till today because, you know, God is so busy. Oh, John, if I hear the news and I see what's going on in the world, I especially heard so many things happening in Africa. Oh, brother John, all the need in Africa, all those little kids that are hungry and sick and, and all these other problems there in Africa. God is just too busy in Africa. But you know, I'm happy he is there in Africa. I hear that he's working in Africa, but I understand that it's just a little too much that he's too busy to help me today. Because who am I, you know, Brother John? You know, it sounds so wonderfully to talk about the Lord and so compassionate that you would forgive the Lord that he's just too busy to help you. But I tell you, it's not the right thing. It's not the truth. It is a lie of the devil that he has put in your mind as an obstacle 
to keep you away from the very healing God wants to bring into your life today. He is never too busy, my friend. Did you ever call someone and you got a tone that the line was busy? Well, did you ever pray and that the Lord told you, well, wait, 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 I have so many calls at the moment that I'm just too busy to take your call. I tell you, I've never had it, and I don't think anyone can say they ever had it, that God said, I can't answer your prayer because I'm too busy listening to others. You know, this is human thinking. And with your human thinking, you're limiting God. And by limiting God, you are limiting yourself. And you are pushing your healing away. My dear friend, put that thought away and say, Lord, I know that for me, you are here right now and you can, and you want to heal me. Another person came to me and said, Oh, Pastor John, I understand that I don't receive my healing because God is so great. He is so great. He is so awesome. And I am just so small and so unimportant. I'm just a speck of dust in the universe that is here today and gone tomorrow. And so, yes, how Am I of any importance to God that he, as the great one, the awesome one, the terrible one on the throne, that he would have time or take a moment to heal me? Well, again, it sounds wonderful that you think of the Lord that way, but actually you are making God smaller than he is. He is so great that he is so great that he has time for you, that he has attention for you, that he has power enough to heal you. Oh, you can never deplete the Lord. Even if every human being would drink of the Holy Spirit today and would take of his healing power, there would still be plenty more. I mean, it is a fountain that cannot stop flowing or running. There is enough, and there is enough for you today. Well, there is another one who came and said, Well, Brother John, you know, my image of the Lord is that he's always angry. His image of God was as if God was an old man with a long beard sitting on the throne with frowns and an angry face, looking down, waiting for the very moment that he could draw one of those thunderbolts out of a basket next to the throne and throw it down to punish. And that's what he had in mind. Well, maybe you laugh at this, but I tell you, many people think that God is an angry God. And it already starts by the story of Adam and Eve, that the way that that story is being told to them is that God was so angry in the garden that he cast them out and he wanted nothing to do with them anymore. But you know, that is a lie. He must have been crying as he had to let Adam and Eve go out of the garden. I mean, he could not keep them there. Sin had come in. Things were spoiled and he needed to put this whole plan into motion to reconcile mankind with himself. And for many years and through long patience, the Lord brought it to that point that Christ came and and reconciled us to himself through Christ. But I tell you, God was not angry. He was with so much compassion and tears that he had to let Adam and Eve go out of that perfect state. But you know, that is what sin had done. But he is not an angry God. He is a loving God. Oh, Christ came to show us the Father. And if you look to Christ, you will see a loving and compassionate, someone who is wanting and willing to heal us, save us, and to deliver us. Well, another one said, well, John, 
I am just so unworthy and so unimportant. I'm so unworthy. And you know, in one way, it's good to be humble and to know that we have nothing of value of, or of worth that Christ would save us because we have something to offer of value or of worth. No, it's because of his value and his worth. But on the other hand, we are precious in his sight. We are like a precious pearl that he paid such a high price. Oh, Christ paid such a high price to save us and to deliver us of all these evil powers and to cleanse us and make us whole. You know, don't determine your value upon whom you are by yourself and whom you are by your own works and deeds of the past, but determine yourself by the price that has been paid for you. And the price that has been paid for you is more than precious gold, silver, and diamonds. It is the blood of Jesus Christ that has been shed for you. There is no price as high as the price that has been paid for you and for your forgiveness and your salvation. Well, another one said, well, John, the time of miracles is past. That was when Jesus was walking on this earth. Yeah, that was the season of miracles. And, of course, those disciples and apostles that followed that were in direct contact with Jesus or that had just been there, you know, in the book of Acts, that that was the time of miracles. But when they died, miracles died out. I ask you, where do you find the proof of that? Where, where are you basing your belief for that? Upon what are you basing your belief for that? It's not upon the Bible. It cannot be upon the Bible because there's no proof in the Bible whatsoever that the time of miracles has ceased. And there is no proof in our time today that miracles have ceased because miracles are happening today and every day all over the world. All kinds of miracles of salvation, of healing, of deliverance. Oh, I tell you, just take a look around. Wherever Christ is preached and preached fully and wherever there is prayer, the prayer of faith in his name, I tell you, God the Father glorifies his Son by the miracles that he does when we pray in that name. And we have been given that name, that by that name, every knee will bow and every demon will leave and every sickness will have to go. So don't say that the time of miracles is past. And I've heard this preached from the pulpit, but I tell you, it's a lie. And those people should repent of preaching that kind of a garbage. Well, another one says, well, I'm not healed because my pastor does not have the gift. Yes, you know, think of that man who was crippled and lame and who said when the Lord was in front of him, he said, Lord, I don't have any man to put me into the water when the angel comes down to steer it. And so I'm always too late. Oh, he had his eye upon a man. Maybe some other time we can preach on that. But I just want to tell you, don't look to your pastor as the one who will heal you. And many of these kind of people, they are always walking from this pastor to that pastor to this preacher to that evangelist to this revival, that revival, always trying to get something somewhere from people. But my friend, I tell you, go to Christ. Christ alone, he heals. And he puts his nail-scarred hand upon your life, upon your body, and he will draw out every sickness and pain that is there. Oh, I tell you, it is by his stripes and not the stripes of the pastor. Yes, 
I believe that there are those that have been gifted, especially with the gift of the healing ministry. We read about that in the New Testament, how some have that gift and some have that ministry. But on the other hand, my friend, don't look for people. Just keep your eyes upon the Lord and he will heal you. Well, let me give you one more. And this is one that is also being taught in churches. And they say, Pastor John, I'm not healed. I don't want to be healed. I don't believe I will be healed because this is the cross that I must carry. This is the suffering that I am doing for the Lord. This sickness is the suffering for the Lord. I tell you somewhere through some preacher or because of some imagination in your own mind, maybe because you were not healed, that you kind of try to find a way to justify that or to find an answer why you are not healed. And so you allowed this thought to come into your mind, but it's a lie of the devil. Because in the Bible, it is not so that healing is the suffering we have for his name. Yes, there is a suffering that we carry for his name, but that is not sickness. I don't read in the Bible that sickness is the suffering that we carry for his name. There are other things that we carry that we suffer many times. Maybe we lose friends or or, or we have to go through some time of persecution because they hate Christ and they hate us because they hate Christ. They will hate us because we are children of the kingdom. And so in those stories, in those things, we can read there is a suffering. We read that in the Bible too, who suffered because they were preaching the truth. And so they had to suffer because of that. And yes, they were beaten and they suffered because of that. But that is different than some people saying that I am not healed and this sickness, it it, it is a suffering because it says that what we suffer for his name brings glory to his name. But if you would apply that to your thought, it would mean that your sickness is bringing glory to his name. But that's not the fact, my friend. And so, oh, don't allow this thought that is even preached from the pulpit allowed to be an obstacle in your life to receive healing today. That is not the suffering you have to carry because Jesus carried your sicknesses upon himself. It's by his stripes that you are healed. If if your sickness would be a suffering to give glory to God, why would Jesus carry it and pay for it and bring healing to you? Because then he would take away of his own glory. But you know, it's the healing that will come in your life that will bring glory to him. And so we will continue on this story next time. But let us say a prayer of faith right now because you don't have to wait till the next broadcast to receive your healing. If you are sick in body or in your mind or in your heart, put your hand upon your sick body or stretch it out to the Lord if it's possible. And let's pray together. Father, oh, so many people have some kind of a thought in their mind that has become an obstacle that they don't believe that you want to heal them. Oh, they believe you can, and they love you, and they know that you love them, but somehow, some thought, and maybe it's one of the thoughts I described today, maybe it's an entirely different thought, but that has brought doubt into their life that they don't believe that you will to heal them today. I pray that those thoughts may be revealed as lies of the enemy that is keeping away your healing power and that is keeping them in bondage and in pain. In the name of Jesus, let those thoughts be revealed today as lies of the enemy that have become a stronghold in their life. And I rebuke that stronghold 
Lord, I don't want to condemn this person because of this thought that maybe have come into their life because of some preaching they heard, or maybe because of the way they have been raised, or maybe because of the difficulties, or maybe because they haven't been healed up till now yet, and they are disappointed, and maybe they are hurting in their heart, or there's some other reason that this thought came into their mind. But Lord, I pray right now that it will be revealed by the Holy Spirit that it is a lie of the devil, that you can and that you want to heal them and that you are unchanged today. And Lord, I pray now that as we put these thoughts away, that you will stretch out your hand and that you will touch them. Lord, you yourself will touch them right now and you will draw out of their sick body every pain, every aching and every hurt. Lord, if there are organs that are not functioning properly, restore them into strength or create new organs, Lord. Lord, open the blind eyes, open the deaf ears. Lord, heal those crippled legs and make them strong again. Lord, take away those migraine headaches. Lord, make fruitful those that are unfruitful. Lord, heal those ovaries. Heal that womb, Lord. Make fruitful again, Lord. Lord, I ask you to touch everyone that is listening right now. Maybe there is some sickness in them that they don't even know that is in their body, but Lord, you heal them of it right now. Lord, touch them from the top of the head to the sole of their feet. Touch every bone, every muscle, every nerve. Give them a blood transfusion with the blood of Jesus right now. Heal of every blood disease. Take away every tumor and cancer. Heal of every AIDS or sickness that is impossible to heal by doctors. Do it right now because you are the great physician, Lord. Heal them of every sickness, Lord. Let limbs grow back, Lord. Lord, heal them and strengthen them right now by the power of Christ, by the blood that has been shed, by the grace that we have in him, Lord, and heal them right now and give glory upon your son, Jesus, because we pray it in his mighty, powerful name. I thank you you will do it right now and that they will have a testimony of your awesome power. You can and you want to. You will heal them right now in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to the podcast of John Thiel Maasbach. We hope it inspires you and pray this message will bless you. 